So, Giles. So, Sophie. Let's talk about friendship. We're friends. We are friends. <laughs> We're friends. We've been friends for many years. Um, and actually, we met in quite an organic way, mm. I would say. It, we actually used to teach, for those people that don't know, used to teach Giles's sons at primary school. Yeah. Now they're like adults, yeah. practically, yeah, which makes me feel older, really yeah. old. <laughs> And we, we met just, you know, as teacher and parent. Um, and then when I quit teaching and became an artist, you kind of took me under your wing a little bit as your, you know, creative protégé. <laughs> <laughs> I would hardly put it that way, but yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I was, like I, well, yeah, hopefully cha- championing you. And you like, were yeah. definitely championing me. And also just, you know, being a creative is quite a lonely world, being self-employed. And we lived like 10 minutes down the road from yeah. each other. So it's nice we used to have to someone to hang out have a comrade. And, yeah, exactly. And similar industries but not the same and uh, have something to talk about meet up go for a coffee go for a walk and then slowly i've just sort of mutated into part of your family yeah and now you can't get rid of me yeah. <laughs> and, I'm and now we're like a symbiote symbi- <laughs> symbiotic entity Being. called gofi yeah and every day din- every night i'm around your dinner table Shell's like, is she going to leave anytime soon? <laughs> i'm playing family games with the kids <laughs> Um, but I, I wanted to talk a little bit about when we're children and how we mm. make friends very differently to how we make friends as adults. Mm. And perhaps as children, we kind of just make friends with, willy-nilly with anyone, really. Like kids are, can talk to anyone, really, can't they? The playground. I'm, some of my oldest friends I made friends with just purely because I sat next to them in an English class and I turned around and went, never spoken to them before just said do you want to go to the cinema this weekend and they were like yeah okay so three of us just went to the cinema three strangers and then we became best friends and we're still friends to this day it's very it seems very random mm, and like not much is. thought put into it um and perhaps for that reason often times we do sort of like lose touch with a lot of our friends that we make friends with when we're children it's I think it's quite rare to stay friends with people you've known since you were young because people change and grow. And yeah, yeah, away. and you move to different places and like you, like you say, you do different things and sometimes you just naturally grow apart from those people. I've got a lifelong friend from primary school that I'm still friends with and it's um, hmm. it's nice to have that. You've got that hmm. person that's kind of been, you have a shared history with them. Yeah. Um, and there's something quite special about that. I'm sure you're the same with your friends that you... Hmm. Uh, knew from that time as well so yeah it's interesting but not everybody has that of course yeah and sometimes you make friends with someone as a child or a teenager and then as you become adults you realize actually we don't really have much in common or Mm. actually this person's not a very nice person or what you know whatever it might be and then you become an adult and you realize you have to start making adult friends and that's really hard like it's actually quite tricky. And I was talking to somebody I know recently about this because she's moved to a new part of the world. Mm. She's got some friends, but she's kind of, I think her lifestyle has kind of changed. She's, you know, she used to drink and have a smoke and, you know, all the rest of it and had a bit of a party lifestyle. Mm. And now she's more s- sober and sensible and focused on work and stuff. So she's changed. And so her friend friendships have kind of dropped away a little bit she was saying like actually it's really hard as an adult to make friends because it feels almost forced Mm. and a little bit inauthentic if you're sort of going around to people like do you want to be my friend (laughs) do you know what I mean very hard and I think you get kind of sometimes forced into friendships because like through maybe through work Mm. or I don't know through association if you've got a partner you sort of get put into friendships with their friends and that mm. kind of stuff or, you know, whatever it might be. 
so it's hard to find those like-minded people, your tribe. Mm. Yeah, it's true. And um, I, people always say, like, oh, maybe um, you should start a hobby, you know, yeah. join a club. Or even nowadays, there's like dating apps, but for friendships. Mm. So you can go on an app, put in all your details and be like, but essentially, like, do you want to be my friend? And um, it can feel a little bit uncomfortable mm. and forced and... And I do, I have to admit as well as an adult, I don't know about you, but I found that what I look for in a friend has completely changed and I'm almost quite picky now. And you, you appreciate as you get older as well, that it's about quality and not quantity. And, you know, as you go through life and you experience different things and maybe you have some struggles or, you know, you lose people or you go through some trauma, it's your friendships that really like keep you afloat often. So it's important to have good friends, good quality friends. Mm. Yeah, and I think actually, as well, we're probably always looking for a friend that's going to last forever. Mm. And actually, we do have friends that are, you know, is that friends for a season? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but th there's not actually there's something in that 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 you do people come in and out of your life mm. for whatever reason, you know, like depending on what period of your life you're in, you know. I, I, I've had kids, so you kind of have pe new people yeah, come into your life yeah, through yeah. that and. You know, some of them you stay friends with and stay connected to, some you mm. don't. You know, it's kind of ebbs and flows. And because, you know, like all these things, you've got that one thing in common there, mm. but not necessarily anything else, perhaps. Right. And I've talked to quite a few people about this who've like made friends through having children and then they've realised that actually there was like one person in that group that they really actually wanted to stay friends with, you know, mm. and it's that kind of thing. Well, you have those sort of like NCT groups. Yeah, where yeah. You have a baby for the first time. Yeah, exactly. My sister had a, a child a couple of years ago and she was like, "I've, you know, I'm going out on walks or like going for lunches and stuff <laughs> with people that if we didn't all have kids at the same time, we would never even cross paths with. And it's yeah. weird. And sometimes you end up with like really great friendships for life from stuff like that. You do. And I, but I think what we have a problem with doing is just, is not seeing, is not seeing that that's okay. If you don't keep that friend for life, mm. like actually it's okay to be friends with someone for six months or a year or whatever. Mm. And then you move, you both move on to something else. I think we have a tendency to try and cling on to those things. And then we like go through those awkward moments of <laughs> like trying to keep meeting up yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry I haven't called you for like eight months. Um, we'll definitely mm. meet up and all that kind of stuff. And you feel like you have to cling on to those relationships mm. that are actually, you don't need to cling on to them. Because there is, you know, like you say, there's only one thing in common. It might be having children or you work together or, you know, you had a situation where you were in together, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and you feel like this duty, you're duty bound to hold on to that. But actually you don't need to sometimes, oh, you know. Man. It's so true. But I think maybe even more so in England where we're so like driven by politeness yeah. and etiquette but it yeah it's really awkward and uncomfortable if you have those sort of like quote-unquote friendship breakups mm. where one of you or both of you realizes like this isn't going anywhere yeah <laughs> you know, we don't really have anything in common or, or actually this is quite toxic or it's not good for me or whatever it might be and actually it can be really really hard to step away from that especially you know going back to my friend who's changed her lifestyle if you've grown as a person mm. or not even necessarily grown but just changed and your interests are different or whatever it can be really hard to step away from people that you feel might not be right for you anymore without feeling like oh i'm better than that you know I'm too, I'm too good for them now <laughs> yeah or you feel bad about you know you feel bad about it well i think mm. i would argue that breaking up with a friend 
it's probably harder than breaking up a romantic relationship, which sounds a weird thing to say, but I think it's more slightly more awkward in a way yeah. because, you know, to have that conversation with someone say, look, mm. I don't think we should hang out anymore. Or like, well, I don't <laughs> think I'm going to contact you anymore. That is a really hard thing to say. Like, I yeah. think it's it, obviously romantic relationship breakups are horrendous and horrible, but I don't know. I think for some reason I feel like I've, having that with a friendship it, i don't think a lot of people do it to be honest no i i've certainly never done it mm. sometimes i've maybe said some things about a friend that i i'm not a fan of um and voiced those concerns or tried to set boundaries for yeah example. you might sort of like withdraw your energy and like yeah and it becomes an organic back. thing doesn't it you, yeah exactly. you, 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 you'll drift apart in some way and mm. everyone's okay about that yeah. But we don't actually have those kind of confrontations. It's more of a grey area. And I think that's why in some ways it's easier with romantic breakups because it's very black and white. It's kind of like you're either together or you're, you're not. not together, yeah. And if you're not together, then it's kind of like, okay, well, see Do ya. We, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and sometimes it can, you, know, you can have friendships born out of those things but it's, it's you know that's rare as well well it's something that you need to talk about and i think people do talk about it it's mm. like you know you will say we can, can we still be friends and the other person will say no, no. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but at least it's spoken about whereas with friendships you can't be like um yeah i was gonna say the breakup her is normally yeah, the one who says that and the yeah, breakup he is the one who's still like, gonna no. do yeah well i was gonna say like i've had it uh, both sides okay. where, well where people were like i can't still be friends with you yeah. or they've been like can we still be friends and i've been like no 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 but with yeah. actual friendships it's like you're not gonna say oh like are we still doing birthday texts yeah yeah or? yeah because yeah, we're not friends anymore but can we still be friends <laughs> so, it doesn't so really work does it yeah. so uncomfortable and then once or, or i guess maybe go more extreme you say um we can't be friends anymore but should we start sleeping together <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to be your friend, but but you know, um, yeah, yeah, we can take it to the next level. <laughs> Let's take it a step back. Yeah. So it's awkward, but then mm. once these friendships sort of come to an end, eventually, then it creates space in yeah. your life for the next stage of friendships to come in. Um, and yeah, making friends—it's—it's it's really. I think it's really difficult for people. So but I was going to also say, like, you, you, like any relationships, whether romantic or not, like, you do have to also work at friendships. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's, again, it's probably something that we take for granted sometimes. If we just expect friends to be mm. there or we expect whatever. But you do have to work on these things and communicate properly with people. You do. And sometimes issues come up where you're kind of like, oh, God, is this the end? <laughs> yeah. is, this a, is this a deal breaker? Mm. And then you do have to make that decision. You know, is this someone that I want to keep in my life? And is it worth fighting for? Say, similarly to romantic relationships, it takes work and communication and stuff. And I think it's a good time to talk about the type of friendship that you have as well. Because I think that, you know, we talk a lot about having toxic relationships. But do we talk about having toxic friendships? Mm. I think actually when you assess your friendships and it's really important to do so every now and that now and again just think to yourself has this become a bit toxic mm. like is this actually a kind of like supportive good nice friendship to have in my life is this bringing something to my life Oops. just dropped my thing <laughs> um and yeah and i think one way of doing that is just taking stock of the conversations that you're having and like, what do you actually talk about with your friends? You know, what do you do? What are your, what are your mutual interests and things that you do together? 
you know, are you meeting up and talking about all your exciting projects and like building each other up and mm. supporting each other? Or are you meeting up and you're just like bitching about other people or even worse, bringing each other down yeah. in like passive aggressive ways or, you know, being kind of like backhanded and mean to your own friends. Um, so I think taking stock of that is really, it's really useful actually. Yeah, again, I probably something that we don't do enough of. Like mm. we just think that, well, you know, I just won't hang out with that person for a bit or, you know, you don't think to question it at all. Um, but I think I get like what we were just talking about, like that communication mm. with others is so important and so vital. Mm. But it isn't always easy to do that. No. And I think also thinking, how do I feel when I've come away from seeing this person is mm. a really big one. And again, that goes back to sort of like, taking stock of your how your body's feeling too um like sometimes people come home you know i've got friends who have said to me oh i'm friends with this person but every time i see them i come home and i'm exhausted mm. just they drain me they're like an energy vampire or i feel like i'm just listening to their problems all the time or they're just bitching about people all the time or whatever it might be and sometimes you go and hang out with a friend and you feel really energized and motivated you know like every time we hang out I always come away feeling really energised and motivated to you know do projects and we like bounce off each other and inspire each other and stuff like that whereas other is this people, a good time to tell you that um, I drain you yeah. <laughs> I'm joking obviously yeah. because I'm sucking yeah, out yeah, all of you're your sucking inspiration all my energy. I'm like this <laughs> no, I'm the energy vampire <laughs> no, no of course not no. But, I, I, no same same for me I feel the same as well but yeah there are people that do that to you and I think you know yeah but then it's trying to find a way of of not not being with that person as much. But that, that's when it, those hard conversations or hard decisions come in, don't they? And then yeah, well, I think yeah. it's important to talk about it because, say, for example, someone is exhausting you, or you know, maybe they're just being a bit mean about other people, or mm. some, whatever it might be. It's important to sort of state your boundaries and actually like maybe let's not talk about that or let's not do that all the time and then again if you'd realize that someone's actually a bit mean to you or you know gives you backhanded compliments or tries to bring you down subtly and you pick up on that I think then you need to think to yourself like why is this person in my life mm. you know what are their intentions well also I'd say like if you have a good strong friendship with someone a good relationship with them that you should not have to think about that too much. You should mm. be able to address those things with them. Like, mm. you know, you and I, we can have honest conversations. You know, sometimes you like, might bollock me for something. Um, I, but that's good because that means that you feel comfortable to do that. Yeah. And same with other friends. I'd like to think mm. that if I had an issue with something they were saying or I wasn't sure about the way they were behaving, mm. that I would feel close enough to them or they'd be good enough. The, the 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 strength of the friendship, the bond of the friendship was good enough that we mm. could address those things. I think if you're finding that difficult to have those conversations, then maybe it's not so groovy. Well, it's about sort of creating a trusting mm. environment, I would say. And yeah, perhaps sometimes people don't feel that way in friendships. And I think as well, it's it's important to... I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> Mm. Um, what was I going to say safety 
Have a quick drink. A, a vinegary burst of... Yeah, I had a really good point and then I completely forgot it. That's right, you've gone blank. Um, I've gone blank. But yeah, no, I agree. I think it's about creating an environment of safety. Yeah. And safety to communicate things and safety to to give someone a proper bollocking. <laughs> well, I was just thinking in my head, like, actually, who are the, you know, of all the, everyone that I'm really good friends with, would I be able to have that? If the, if they annoyed me or, like you said, like were bad-mouthing someone or I wasn't happy with the way they were behaving or they were being unreliable, whatever it might be, mm. all the sort of things that like annoy you about your friends um, <laughs> from time to time, who, who would I feel comfortable enough to say that? To. And I think actually just thinking in the top of my head, like most of my close friends, I feel like I would be able to do that. Yeah, exactly. No, same. And and the thing is as well, is we love to talk about boundaries on this podcast. <laughs> I try and shoe on it into every episode. But again, it comes down to the boundaries you're setting. And to be honest with you, sometimes if you do voice your concerns or you say, oh, well, I don't feel great about this, or yeah, actually your unreliability is really pissing me off or whatever it might be, sometimes that person might not react very nicely to that and then it comes down to like well that's their issue maybe it's time yeah. to set some boundaries and take a step back and again it, it's about noticing like who are the people that you can share good news with that you're really excited about and they're going to celebrate with you and not someone that's just waiting for you to fail so they can swoop in and mm. i think it's quite there's like something like a the ugly no not the ugly the <laughs> i can't think of the phrase it's like the weak duckling syndrome or so, right. something but it's people that love to be there for you and pick you up when you're feeling down and are always there for you if you're going through a tough time but when you're happy and you're going through mm. a happy time they don't like it and again that comes down to their stuff that's their issue yeah but then it comes down to like boundaries and like what am i telling this person do i want to share certain things with them do i want to share certain news with them and stuff like that so yeah it's I think it is, do you know what, it is, um, they always say like you know your friends when you're in a tight spot, mm. but I think you're right, the other end of that as well, when you're in a good place, yeah, you also see who your friends are. Do you know what, I've had plenty of friends that have been really, really good friends for me when I've needed them, when I've been going through a tough time, and then I've shared good news with them, and they've been very unhappy about that and that's not that they don't want me to be happy or they want anything bad to happen to me it's just purely they're not in a very good place mm. misery loves company you know if if i'm doing really well and you're not doing so well it's kind of a bit like kind of shines a light on their issues really yeah. a little bit so it's not personal but it's just about kind of noticing that and and working with it and like setting those boundaries and stuff and also i think it's important to remember that some people do trauma bonds slightly in friendships as well mm. we talk about trauma bonding in relationships but it's not really talked about in friendships too and going back to what you said about having a friend for a season sometimes if you're going through something like a breakup and someone else that you know is going through a breakup you can really bond over that yeah and be like, oh how are you feeling i'm feeling awful how are you feeling i think those are often quite intense as well they can be yeah. very intense friendships for a short mm. period of time and and sometimes useful sometimes you get something out of that mm. like as you knowing that maybe that isn't a permanent thing and that that was why you needed each other at that moment yeah. and being okay about that I guess. that's okay and there's nothing wrong with it as long as it doesn't become sort of like spurring each other on yeah being miserable um 
But again, it's kind of like taking stock of whether or not you're friends with that person because yeah. you're, you've just got you know, sort of like misery in common. Mm. <laughs> or, you know, if this is someone that is actually adding something to your life too. And so, yeah, all this to say, how can we create meaningful, authentic friendships and relationships in our life and make new friendships and, and meaningful contacts? Have you got any advice on how to do that? Well, I think firstly, I guess you need to evaluate what you what you kind of want out of a friendship, you know, what it's going to bring for you, what you're going to be able to bring to the other person as well. Mm. And really kind of, yeah, it's not just about having things in common. There's lots of other things as well. So actually really reflect on, yeah, what what is it about other people that you need connection for? Mm. Yeah, and I think you're really good at connection, not just connecting with people but also connecting other people as well you know you're that's one of your biggest strengths i think is connecting people so i feel like you're a good person to ask about this <laughs> well i think it comes back to what you were saying about energy earlier like sometimes you can just there's an energy about certain people and you think well that person like has got the sort of energy that's going to kind of work well with that person and you kind mm. of and it's not um sometimes again it going back to an, another one of our um episodes we're talking about intuition and gut instinct sometimes it's an instinctual thing mm. like you kind of just think well that person's going to work well with that person it, they might not but like you know i think it's about finding common energies and vibes mm. and interests as well obviously interest is important but i would say like that the foremost of it is like the you know do those kind of people complement each other in some way perhaps um i love connecting with people i like having conversations and talking and, yeah and again same thing like you don't obviously you don't always have that connection with people sometimes it doesn't work, but i would say a lot 100 percent of the time it's like about energy like what what you're reflecting off one another yeah and i like that about you because i have to admit some some people get quite protective of their friends like they'll have a friend mm. and another friend from a different circle and when those people meet and they get on really well i mean i know you do and i also love seeing that and seeing people getting on really and going off and developing their own friendship mm. or hanging out without you but there's some people i think are a bit funny about that mm. it's kind of like oh well what about me? You we know? become precious about it, don't yeah, we? That's yeah. my best friend. Why? Are yeah, you, yeah. You know, I didn't know you had a best friend. Why have you got one? Yeah. You know, you're my best friend. You, you know? can't hang out without me. Yeah, That's not yeah. the rules. And I, I, I get that. Like sometimes we, do, I suppose we all probably have those a little bit of those moments where we're like, oh, like I thought, you know, oh, I was their special, <laughs> special person. Um, well, actually, funnily enough, now's a good time to talk about this because tomorrow we're in London shooting again, and we'll be going to my pub quiz now this is yeah. something i do every week with my yeah, friend yeah. dave who's one of my oldest friends actually known him for bloody ages and you you are you know like one of my closest friends so you two are going to meet mm. for the first time and it's you're either going to love each other or you're going to hate each other <laughs> in my head i'm imagining like she's my best friend no she's my best friend <laughs> So, uh, and I, I think you're, you're a very different personality, so it'd be very interesting. And also, it'll be interesting for you to see me with someone else. Yeah. Because we've got our own sort of like in-jokes and silly voices and stuff like that. So, Yeah, that be, be, it will uh, be interesting, but I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, you know, I've heard about this person a lot. So, mm. yeah, I like, you know, I, I like to think I get on with most people, so I think it'll be fine. Yeah, you'll probably um, sit in the corner skulking. Yeah. <laughs> 
Where's all the goofy jokes? Do, do you want a Do you want a drink, Giles? No, no, no. Well, only if you're sitting next I'm to me. Go, I'm just going to sit in the car. <laughs> Or we'd be like high-fiving each other at the end of the yeah. evening. Like, oh, why have you brought this bloke before? He's great. Yeah, well, it's a bit like me, when every time I come round to your house, me and Shella like joking about you and like ripping it out of you. Mm. We we join forces and we become... Yeah, I love it, I love it. <laughs> we become anti-Giles. <laughs> God, Giles, God, God, did you see the other day he tried to do the hoovering? Oh, yeah, no, what yeah. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, toxic friendships. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who'd have them? But just to, just to end, just for a yeah. little takeaway, what would you say to somebody that's struggling to make friends as an adult? And, and, I, and I hear this a lot, actually. Uh, you know, and I've spoken to some of my friends, like one of my dear friends to me, she um, became friends with me just because she kind of like put herself out there and sort of introduced herself to me and then we started chatting and now we like have sleep sleepovers all the time and stuff and uh, yeah we're both like good friends but she was saying you know actually I had my small group of friends that I went to school with and like coming up to you and trying to be your friend was really out of my comfort zone and I almost didn't do it so how mm. how would you encourage people to sort of put themselves out there and try and make friends mm, it's really hard I think you're right like maybe um just trying to push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone sometimes. I guess if you, this, I mean, it's tricky, isn't it? Because where, especially as you get older, like what situations do you find yourself in where you can do that? I mean, I go mm. to a local cafe in my town and I've made loads of friends through that because I'm there all the time. But, people see me and I, I, I have interactions with people. And yeah, stuff. but I would, I would argue that that's actually quite brave to go in. A lot of people wouldn't even have the confidence to go into a cafe or a restaurant on their own or a bar, sit mm. at the bar. You know, I wouldn't do that. Um, but then, you know, I'm a bit of a recluse, but... I wouldn't have the confidence to go into a cafe and just go there every day on my own and start talking to people. So that's that is so, yeah. pushing yourself out. So, of your so, so some, zone. some, yeah. So pushing yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit, having a a little bit of courage around it. But we're not all out touristic and outgoing, and we can't all be, um, you know, we can't all be be comfortable with those sorts of things. So. Mm. If you're not comfortable with doing that, then I guess, yeah, I suppose it's trying to find people that are like-minded. You know, it, it's mad to think that, I mean, funny enough, I was having this conversation about how disconnected we are as a society, even though we've got the internet and mm. we are more connected in some ways. But I think, you know, for all its bad points, meeting like-minded people is easier because you can join groups online and, right. you know, can meet people through various different social media platforms and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's not always the best way to meet people, but mm. you know, I think probably you've met loads. Of, I've met loads of people through social media that I'm now yeah. would consider good friends. So I think there is something to be said for that. Mm. So finding people that are like minded is a good way to start. You know, whether it's through something you're interested in, like maybe yeah. it's film or art or books or whatever it is. There's lots of groups online that you can yeah kind yeah, of interact with. Totally. Um, and I think do you know what I think people are. Uh, find that easier sometimes actually in some ways to talk to someone online than it is to actually sit oh, in a cafe yeah. and talk to people oh massively you know massively much easier so if that's a way in for you yeah, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Then, then that's cool like I think that you know you can make lasting friendships with people totally you can and and we've just had um, Gabby Roslin on and she's one of these people that just sorts of sort of emanates you know just good good vibes right people mm you know, go to her like a magnet. 
I think that's very rare, but I think because she's so open and so receptive to talking to people and to wanting to know people and know their story and actually mm. being an active listener, I think people just sense that. And so I think that oftentimes, I mean, I speak for myself and I say I'm very closed off. If I'm walking down the street, then I've got my headphones in and I'm hunched over and I don't want anyone to even look at me. But I think being a little bit more actively um, engaged with other people and what's happening and, you know, even so much as just looking across the room at someone when you're queuing up in Starbucks or wherever and smiling can open up a, you know, if you're reading a book on the train and someone comes over Mm. and asks you what you're reading, that could open up, you know, the the stage for a conversation that could lead to a friendship. And like everything, it's like you have to practice those things sometimes. Like, Mm. you know, it might not come naturally at first, but the more you do it, yeah, the more easy it will come to you and you'll find that, yeah, every, everywhere you're going, you'll end up chatting to people and stuff mm. like that. It's a muscle you have to flex, like everything really yeah. in life. Totally. Cool. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks Best for being friend. my friend. <laughs> oh, only friend. <laughs> Thanks for being one of my many friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being like mm, fourth or fifth down the list of best friends. <laughs> there is a uh, there's an application form. Is there? Okay. To be my best friend. No, I'm just kidding.